Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, Birdland. I'm Mark Brown. I've been blogging about the Orioles for more than a decade on CamdenChat.com and waiting for them to win the World Series for my whole life. Thanks for listening today. Let's talk some Orioles. It is September the 18th, 2023. In fact, if you're really quick to listen to this episode, it is still the 17th. I'm releasing this one a few hours early because playoffs, baby! The Orioles are going to the playoffs. It's happening. They didn't even need the walk-off win they got on Sunday afternoon to do it because the Orioles had already clinched their postseason berth while their own game was going on due to the Rangers losing to the Guardians. But it is, of course, sure huge that the Orioles were able to battle back from a ninth inning deficit for just the second time all season, then tie up the game again after a 10th inning deficit, only to walk off the Rays in 11 innings. They grabbed a series split of the big four-game series. They played against the Rays since last Thursday, which means since the Orioles won two out of those four games, they continue to be in first place, Baby! They hold the same two-game lead they brought into the four-game set with the Rays. And, you know, two years ago, remember, not that any of us could have forgotten, the Orioles lost 110 games. On Sunday's date two years ago, they lost their 100th game. And then here in 2023, they were spraying champagne and beer in the clubhouse. They're in the playoffs. They're going to make it. It's guaranteed. It's amazing. The magic number to clinch the American League East division is now down to 10 for the Orioles. If you look on the official MLB page standings, it says 11. But keep in mind, the fine print is that magic number does not account for tiebreakers. The Orioles, if the Orioles reach 103 wins, that is 11 more wins, or excuse me, 
10 more wins than they have right now, then the Rays cannot possibly pass them in the standings due to the Rays themselves only having 11 more games to play. And even if the Rays win out, if the Orioles get to 103 wins, then they both have 103 and the Rays can't pass the Orioles due to the Orioles gaining the head-to-head tiebreaker advantage. So, I mean, that's a big that's a big advantage for the Orioles because between the tiebreaker and the fact that the Orioles have two more games left to play than the Rays, it's it's big, it's not unbreakable, but the Rays have to win two more games than the Orioles do while they play two fewer games. So nothing is guaranteed, but certainly you would much rather be in the Orioles' position than the Rays right now. And let's briefly scan over the opponents remaining for each of these teams. The next series for the Orioles, they've got three games coming against the Astros, who are, of course, a tough team. They're currently leading the AL West, although that's a mighty close race. They could ultimately uh, lose out on that and have to settle for a wildcard spot. They only have a a one-and-a-half game lead over the second-place Texas Rangers and a a two-and-a-half game lead over the third-place Seattle Mariners. So, I mean, they've got stuff to play for because they're pretty much probably going to go down to their final series before seeing what they clinch. And so the advantage for the Orioles, though, is after the Astros series, it's non-contenders. Four games against the Guardians, two against the Nationals, and then four against the Red Sox, who, although at this moment the Red Sox are not eliminated, it seems... Uh, highly probable that they will be eliminated by the start of the final series. The Rays, with their 11 remaining games, their next series is against the Angels. Then they have two games against the Red Sox, but mixed in there are six games against the Blue Jays. So two separate series. And of course, the Blue Jays are still fighting for a wildcard spot. As of this recording, the Jays are in the wild, the second wildcard spot. So uh, they would end up playing the Twins. No, excuse me. The Blue Jays would end up playing the Rays as things stand right now. And then the Rangers would play the Twins. So we'll see. There's That's totally fluid. Um, and that, you know, the Jays are going to be fighting for their wildcard spot because they are only a half game ahead of the wildcard three team, Texas, and one and a half games ahead of the Seattle Mariners, who at this moment are the first team out of the postseason picture. So for me, it's just all the more amazing that the Orioles have clinched a postseason berth with 13 games left to play. Like, it's almost mind-blowing. It is just one more reminder that not only did this team exceed the expectations of this year, like they completely blew the expectations out of the water, just absolutely obliterated anyone who doubted them going into the year, doubted them through the year, which certainly includes me as everyone who makes fun of me every time I would say I'm taking the under on the Orioles win total. Um, You know, the Orioles, they've not snuck into the playoffs. They have thundered into the playoffs to borrow from a different figure in Baltimore sports championship lore They've gone in, they've kicked whatever doors in, carrying a spear, screaming like a banshee. Where is the SOB? That's what they're doing right now. And, you know, Sunday's Orioles game, the the win, it was really one of the most 2023 wins possible with the Orioles needing a late comeback to win it. 
You had Jorge Lopez giving up two home runs in the top of the eighth to put the Orioles in a three to one hole. Now, Lopez is not very 2023 Orioles himself, of course, but an Adley Rutschman home run made it three to two. Adam Fraser with a game tying hit in the ninth. That's pretty darn 2023. Rutschman, by the way, also delivered a game tying hit in the 10th because that was needed after the Rays uh, scored their zombie runner without actually getting a hit. They got two choppers that uh, advanced the runner first um, from second to third and then from third to home with no play. And then in the 11th, Ryan O'Hearn made his first sacrifice bunt since 2018 when he was with the Kansas City Royals AAA team, moving up the zombie runner Rutschman to third base, where Rutschman was able to score as Cedric Mullins delivered a deep fly ball with one out for a walk-off sacrifice fly. And by the way, all of this happened against a Tampa Bay Rays bullpen that up through the start of Saturday's game had a streak going of 36 consecutive scoreless innings. So you know what? That streak is broken. Now, yesterday's win notwithstanding, the Orioles did just go through kind of a brutal week for the offense. They scored three or fewer runs in five of their last eight games and lost all five of those games. It is a team that has got weaknesses. Now, mind you, at least one of those weaknesses, I think, starting pitching should be less of a weakness in the postseason as things look right now when you can use a smaller rotation. Kyle Bradish and Grayson Rodriguez should be a pretty darn good one-two punch, or at least it looks that way on paper. And even, honestly, as a 3-4, something like John Means and Dean Kramer at the moment does not look awful to deploy in whatever length of series the Orioles need. The bullpen without Felix Bautista still something of a mystery. And of course, as we did see over the Rays series, the lineup does have some streaky guys who could go cold for the entirety of a crucial series. We saw that in the Rays series uh, because Anthony Santander was hitless over the four games. So he contributed absolutely nothing at the plate to the Orioles winning either of the two games that they did win. And for all of that that I've just said, you know what? I think it is really unlikely that any other team that makes it into the postseason would look at the Orioles as an opponent and say to themselves, yes, we uh, as a potential opponent and say, yes, that's the team we want to play. There is absolutely a chaotic element to the 2023 Baltimore Orioles, uh, you know, chaos was the slogan last year, but I think it's maybe even more fitting this year with the way that they've just been able to continue achieving great things when no one expects them to do it, you know, and still to this day right now, the Orioles have a 93 and 56 record. They are exceeding their Pythagorean expected record based on run scored and run allowed by seven wins. Okay. Expected record, 86 and 63. Now, if the Orioles had 86 wins, they would still be the wild card one team, and they would have a couple games cushion, uh, still making them the most likely team to end up as wild card one. But you know what? It's a whole lot more fun to be sitting at 93 wins and with a two-game division lead and a magic number of 10 with 13 games to play. So, yeah, I mean, it just it's been the Orioles have been chaotic in a great way to do what nobody thought they could do. They have overcome challenges to make it up to this point. You know, all the things that they've gone through over the course of this year, a couple different injured list stints for Cedric Mullins, 
John Means having the setback in his Tommy John rehab uh, so that he did not get to pitch until September. The bullpen guys who probably we all were counting on through the offseason have contributed not a lot. Uh, Dylan Tate didn't pitch at all. CNL Perez was pretty bad the first two months of the year. Now they're dealing with the absence of Felix Bautista and the Orioles. I mean, they're not winning every game, but here we are. They have played 149 games and they've got a 624 winning percentage, which is a pace for 101 wins. So even after the last week's slump that started with the final game of the Boston series on pace for triple digits, they've got a two game lead again with 13 games to play. And the Orioles only have to finish six and seven from here to be the best Orioles regular season team in the Oriole park at Camden yards era. And indeed the best regular season team going back to 1980 when the Orioles won 100 games because even the 1983 World Series winning Orioles only won 98, as did the 1997 wire-to-wire Orioles and the 2014 Orioles that won the American League East that year. They only won 96. So 6-7 and gets the Orioles to 99. They have not been at... 99 again since 1980 when they won 100. So it's just, it's amazing. And I don't know what's going to happen over the last 13 games, but uh, the Orioles are definitely going to play a postseason series. It may start on October the 3rd if they slip and have to settle for the wild card. It may start on October the 7th if they get that by by winning the division and jump right into the division series. And it feels pretty darn great with all that, uh, you know, even if you were an optimist about the Orioles, I'm sure you didn't predict this. And so it feels pretty darn great for the Orioles to be where they are right now. And I am absolutely going to enjoy every bit of it that I can. I will be right back after a message from a Fans First Sports Network sponsor. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. I'm not dipping into the mailbag today. I've got too much exuberance to continue to get out about the postseason bound 2023 Orioles. But if you have a topic or a question for a future episode of this show, you can email camdencastpod at gmail.com. Thank you to everyone who has written in a message so far. So after the Orioles won yesterday's game, or Sunday's, if you're still listening to this on the 17th, they did the champagne and beer-soaked clubhouse celebration in honor of clinching that wildcard berth. And some recent episodes of this podcast, I called this kind of a humdrum accomplishment, but I will tell you, you bet that I got pumped the heck up to watch players and Mike Elias and even Masson's Kevin Brown taking rips of beer from the Homer hose while beer was being poured all over them, and the players were just celebrating like crazy. And as, as, uh, as the celebration paused here and there, and they could actually do some interviews with players on the Masson postgame show, Kyle Gibson said that the players uh, voted and they decided to do the wildcard celebration because you don't know when you'll get to do anything like it again. As the celebration kicked off, the Mass and Post game showed manager Brandon Hyde tell the team, this is the first step. This is step one of many celebrations. And really, what a great attitude to have. You know, like, nothing is guaranteed in this life, certainly not uh, success of your baseball team, however good you are in the regular season, or even from year to year. So enjoy whatever opportunity to celebrate presents itself. Now, having said that, I do hope the Orioles can recover from Sunday's celebration in time for Monday's game against the Astros because winning when the day when the Rays have one of their two remaining days off would be huge for the Orioles uh, keeping their division cushion. And also, Justin Verlander awaits in that Monday night game. So have the hangover remedies ready, Orioles. I guess it is one advantage that it was an afternoon game that they could celebrate. And uh, it's actually, since they're going to be in the central time zone, they will have one extra hour to recover from whatever uh, whatever liquids were imbibed in the clubhouse celebration. And hopefully that's going to be enough. One of the people who was interviewed on Masson in the middle of that pandemonium in the Orioles clubhouse during the celebration was Mike Elias, and he took a moment during his interview with Kevin Brown to thank the former Orioles GM, Dan Duquette, for what Duquette contributed to the roster of the Orioles rebuild that has ultimately turned into this. It was a classy thing to say, I think, and for me, it was interesting to think about because as much as Duquette was maligned by many people... Less by me than by some, but I was definitely tired of him and ready for him to be gone by the time he left. It is true that some guys from his tenure are playing key roles for the 2023 Orioles. The starting outfield for a lot of Orioles games this year were all Dan Duquette additions. Cedric Mullins was picked in the 2015 draft, Austin Hayes in the 2016 draft, and Anthony Santander was a Rule 5 draft pick before the 2017 uh, season. Dean Kramer, the starting pitcher on Sunday, 
was the only player acquired by Duquette to, uh, from the 2018 fire sale who was making a contribution to the 2023 Orioles. D.L. Hall, who got the win in relief on Sunday's game, was the Orioles' first-round pick in 2017. And, of course, Grayson Rodriguez, Duquette's 2018 first-rounder, has blossomed into the best pitcher in the Orioles' starting rotation in the second half of the season, although certainly Kyle Bradish is giving him run for his money. And even Ryan Mountcastle was a Duquette draft pick in 2015, and Felix Bautista signed with the Orioles back in 2016 when he was released by the Marlins, who initially signed him as an amateur. And somebody with the Duquette Orioles staff stepped in and said, you know what, let's sign this guy Bautista. And now, seven years later, he was a huge part of why the Orioles are here, and he's still throwing, and I guess maybe they're not giving up on him for 2023. Again, I, I continue to doubt it, but it's it's interesting. It's interesting he's still throwing. He's he's apparently progressed to throwing uh, sliders uh, in a bullpen session before Sunday's game. And although John Means' injury has meant he was not a big part of the 2023 Orioles, he too was a Duquette draft pick, as he was picked by the team way back in 2014. So you certainly don't have the Orioles in the postseason right now without Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, the first two draft picks made by Mike Elias. You're not in the postseason right now without Elias rebuilding acquisitions like Kyle Bradish. You're not in it right now without low to no cost additions for 2023 like Danny Colum, Ryan O'Hearn, and Aaron Hicks. And I think Alliance's player development program should certainly get some credit for developing even some of the holdover guys. But, I mean, also credit to Hayes and Santander and Mullins and Means for being guys who survived the rebuild at the big league level all the way going back to 2019. Uh, you know, according to beat writer tweets from the clubhouse during the celebration, Hayes, Santander, and Mullins, the trio of outfielders at one point during the clubhouse celebration, embraced and yelled, we did it. And you know what, guys? Yes, yes, you did. And you know who else survived was manager Brandon Hyde. And that's really interesting because one common trend of the tanking teams that the Orioles seem to be following, the Astros and Cubs of 2011 to 2013, who both ultimately won the World Series within several years of their, their tankapalooza uh, seasons, and those guys replaced their rebuild managers with a quote-unquote real manager. The Astros did this before the 2015 season. They replaced Bo Porter when he went 70 and 92, or his Astros in 2014 went 70 and 92. The Astros brought in A.J. Hinch, and the Cubs dumped their own rebuild manager, Dale Swaim, after the 2013 season. And then they also dumped Rick Renneria after 2014, when the team won 73 games, but the Cubs thought they had an opportunity to chase Joe Madden, and they did chase Joe Madden and brought Joe Madden in. And Joe Madden was who won the World Series with the Chicago Cubs. But the Orioles, the Orioles have stuck with Brandon Hyde through some truly dismal seasons. And now I think they've showed real loyalty to him in having him still be here now that things have turned around. They did not decide, okay, after winning 83 games last year, it's time to get hide out of here and get a quote-unquote real manager. And, you know, I think it goes to show that when the Orioles hired uh, Brandon Hyde in the first place, they had a pretty good idea that he was going to be the right guy for when things were eventually good, even when they knew things were going to be terrible for a while. 
Kevin Hyde, of course, has his share of detractors out there. Some of them piped up on Sunday afternoon when Lopez was left in to start a second inning of work and gave up the two home runs. But, you know, I think that Brandon Hyde was able to build a clubhouse that stayed resilient even when things absolutely sucked. Really, the only remotely negative public thing that we ever saw was when Chris Davis tried to get into a fight with Brandon Hyde. And that was, I think, more about Chris Davis than it was about Brandon Hyde. And the fact that uh, Davis tried to attack Hyde was really related to, I think, Hyde uh, not putting up with whatever Davis might have been doing. And so, you know, now Hyde is reaping the benefit of a clubhouse that is using that resilience that was forged in the bad times to do what they've done this year. You still need to be resilient when you're a good team. And I think that's shown in how the Orioles have carried on the no, uh, the no sweep streak or haven't been swept streak for the entirety of Adley Rutschman's career going back to last year, plus one more series before that. And also in games like Sunday's win against the Rays, where the Orioles, I mean, I don't know how fully aware they were of it. The Orioles had exactly one win when they trailed going into the ninth inning all year before Sunday's game. And in Sunday's game, they uh, they pulled off win number two. And, you know, the team believed, and I think that Hyde absolutely helps them uh, believe on a day-to-day, game-to-game basis. You know, if there was any justice in the universe, or at least any wisdom on the part of the voting baseball writers, Brandon Hyde would have been the manager of the year last year. But this year's voting writers have a slam-dunk opportunity to make up for last year's snub, because if Brandon Hyde is not the American League manager of the year, I don't know who possibly could be, because no team has done anything quite like the Orioles. And a lot of that is on the players, but a lot of that also is on Brandon Hyde putting players in the right places and Brandon Hyde keeping players in the right mindset to get the most out of what they are able to do. So I salute Brandon Hyde, and I hope that he is able to enjoy some postseason success for his own sake and also, you know, for the sake of every Orioles fan who's been waiting for some postseason success for a long time. That's all that I've got for today. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or review, or tell an Orioles fan you know about the show. New episodes will be out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning, so I will be back with you on Wednesday, hopefully, with a couple of fun games against the Houston Astros to talk about. Good Morning Birdland is a Camden Cast production on the Fans First Sports Network. Until next time, go O's.